When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. Kind of taking a side here and talk about really, really quickly the uh, the assistant coaches that Kyle has has assembled on staff and how you know year after year there's coaches that get jobs. It's Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryan's. You've got Steve Wilkes who's come in being a former head coach. That was a fantastic hire. You have Bobby Turner who was who was a great hire when he brought him with him from uh, from uh, Atlanta and and the old Denver days. You've got Chris Kucerich. You've got Chris Forster. Like it's just it's an embarrassment of riches on the field with the players and the talent that they have. It's an embarrassment of riches with the coaching staff as well, because all of those coaches are among the best in the league at their position. I really feel like that is one area where Kyle has really excelled is, is to bring in that coaching talent and have them come and and work together as a team here. Absolutely. You know, and I think one of the biggest misconceptions about what NFL coaches do is like, I feel like a lot of discourse I see on Twitter or just even hear people talking out and about is like they expect the head coach to be like hands on with every player on the roster. And you got to think like during camp and the offseason, there's 90 guys on the roster. It's never going to happen where you're going to be able to be that hands on, which is why you have position coaches and you are able to delegate responsibility and have these guys who are able to be hands on. And one of the greatest strengths you can have as a head coach is the ability to fill out a staff with competent coaches that are going to get the most out of the players on your roster. And not only has Shanahan been able to do that, but he's been able to go back and replenish those that are leaving and consistently just keep turning out these great hires. Um, I thought bringing in Anthony Lynn last year was fantastic. A guy who's widely respected, great offensive mind, head coaching experience, just to have those kind of voices in there as well as the pieces that are already in place, I think does wonders for this team. And I think it's why, even though, you know, there's a lot of veteran talent on the team, but it feels like this team is like a bunch of grizzled old vets. When you look at the roster, a lot of the really core players are, you know, between 25, 28. They're not that old, but I think they feel like that because of the amount of experience and knowledge that just the the entire organization has top to bottom. And so much of that has to do with, the way that Kyle and some of these other pieces, uh, you know, whether it's the front office, other coaches, just the network. When, when you really get to know some of these coaches, like I've learned over the years, it really is a fraternity and it really is this tight knit community. And those relationships matter. And Shanahan has them. A lot of these guys on the staff have that, which make the 49ers a destination where when you lose a guy as great as D'Amico Ryan's was to be able to bring in somebody like Steve Wilkes, who has all the experience he has, who has that head coaching experience as well. 
I think it's invaluable. And Kyle Shanahan's not perfect. There's plenty of things you can critique about him and what he does as a head coach. But one thing that does get overlooked is how good he is at delegating and filling out his staff. Jordan, I think a lot of people have a, a, a wild misconception about what NFL position coaches do, right? Because you think about if anybody has had experience playing the game or even playing any game, right? When you think about like specific coaching or a position coach, you think like, oh, they're coaching the details, they're coaching, right? And then and then that's why people go, well, why like why would you hire Brian Greasy to to come in and be a quarterback's coach? He's never coached in his life, blah, blah, blah. And then the reality of the situation is that in the NFL, your position coach, like a quarterback coach, he's not coaching your quarterback's mechanics. He's not doing those things. Those QBs are getting that in the offseason from people who specialize in that the role of the quarterback coach is to be a communicator. And you brought a guy who was getting paid to do that for a living. And you brought him in to, to communicate your offense that he used to run to these young quarterbacks. And I thought that was just an absolute stroke of brilliance. If we're being perfectly honest and, you know, Greasy's one of the ones that, that, that watched and, and vouched for, for, uh, for Brock and now look, you know, look where we're at. So, yeah, you know, the Shanahan's ability to fill out a staff, I think, is part of what makes him one of the best coaches in the NFL. And speaking right. of those yep. new hires, you know, you you mentioned it earlier, Zane, Steve Wilkes. I wanted to get your, your, your thoughts on this, Jordan. We talked a little bit about it prior to recording, but Wilkes had some uh, media availability on, uh, I believe it was Wednesday. And one of the questions, and I don't know who, who asked the question, uh, but the question came to him and it said, I've seen you on the practice field. You're communicating with your DBs almost after every play. Is that kind of the way you're coaching kind of through the back end, or is that just kind of, we're just seeing it today. And Wilk said, I coach through the back end because that's really my expertise. So I see certain things back there and I try to make coaching points on the run. And I thought that was interesting because the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan have had two defensive coordinators, Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans. Both Sala and Ryans were former linebackers coaches. And now you bring in Steve Wilkes, who, whose expertise is the secondary. He made his, you know, he made his bones as a secondary coach. He actually hasn't been a defense, defensive play caller very often in the NFL. I think he only has two full seasons of defensive play calling. But they have a defensive play caller now who specializes in the back end for a defense that is built front to back to have a play caller that kind of views the game from back to front. Do you feel like there's going to be any kind of feeling out process or do you feel like their transition from, from Ryan's to Wilkes is going to be seamless because largely it just has to do with the fact that they are loaded on that side of the ball. I think it's a little bit of both. I think there was a transition from Sala to Ryan's. While they did a lot of the same stuff, I thought that D'Amico added a few of his own wrinkles. And I expect Wilkes to do the same. But I also think that he's somebody that is aware of the talent at his disposal. He's been around a long time. I don't think we're going to get into a situation where it's like he's going to be calling games in a way that overemphasizes the secondary and maybe overlooks some of the just stack talent they have up front. Like it's very clear where the strength of this, not only defense is, but the team is like the defensive line is absolutely loaded. So I, the way I look at it, I think he's going to be able to offer some insight that maybe the previous two defensive coordinators couldn't because of their backgrounds. That's which is what, you know, we saw how good the linebackers have been under Sala and under D'Amico Ryan's and the way guys like Fred Warner, 
Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Alshayir, some of these guys developed. And I think that had a lot to do with their own expertise. Maybe we see something similar in the secondary now with somebody like Steve Wilkes, who has that, uh, you know, just wealth of experience. Um, not only at the NFL level, he's played in college. Like he, he can relate to a lot of what these guys are going through coming in early, being younger players in the league. So I think with the amount of youth the 49ers do have in their secondary, that could end up being a big uh, return on investment, not only just for what he brings as a defensive coordinator, but his ability to develop those guys on the back end. And, you know, just as for the way, you know, he's maybe going to call things, uh, I spoke to Brian Burns at the Pro Bowl about that, and I thought he had a great quote about that when I was talking to him, where he basically said, you know, before Coach Wilkes took over, because he was the passing game coordinator before Matt Rule got fired, then he took over as interim head coach. So once he took over, he said that what they were stressing in defensive meetings was before Wilkes was the defensive coordinator, Burns was dropping into coverage a ton. They were doing a lot of things with him that, while it's creative, you want guys like that that are elite pass rushers to just focus on getting after the quarterback. So basically what Burns said was once he took over, he's like, I got to pin my ears back and get after the quarterback. He emphasized putting guys in positions where we were going to succeed and where our strengths were going to be maximized. And he allowed me to pin my ears back and get after the quarterback. When you think about, you know, Nick Bosa, and then you have Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, all this talent they have up front. I think that Wilkes is going to allow these guys to get after it. And then, you know, utilize his expertise on the back end to maybe tweak some things back there. And, you know, maybe we get some different coverage looks. Maybe they're, they're disguising things a little bit differently. I definitely think there'll be that kind of, you know, that kind of adjustment, if that makes sense. But I don't think he's going to completely overhaul everything because again, part of succeeding as a coach in this league is adapting to circumstances and playing to players' strengths. I mean, these guys have been a top five defense for the last four years in the system. I think you'd be foolish to come in and think that not necessarily that you can come in and do it better, but to completely overhaul it and take these guys out of the positions where they were so successful. If anything, you come in with that foundation and then you add your own layers to it. And that's what I expect Steve Wilkes to do. 